welcome back to the Football Fools Podcast, the number one football podcast in the great state of Colorado, Westminster area. I uh, got another exciting episode for you guys tonight on what is everybody's favorite holiday, the NFL Pro Bowl Eve. Um, you know, everybody loves the Pro Bowl and it is happening tomorrow, so we're trying to get an episode in real quick. Uh, missed last week after the playoff games. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Going to kick it to John for the first topic. Yeah, we're not going to talk anything about the Pro Bowl because we don't care about that Got in the it. least. However, uh, it has been pretty major news overall for about as connected as you can make it for the teams that we root for since the last episode. So we're going to talk about all these things tonight. Uh, th- mentioning the things that have happened, we've had Tom Brady retire. We've had Big Ben retire. We have had Sean Payton retire, and we've had the Broncos hire a new head coach. So we're pretty much all over the, the map here. But uh, to start with that, I'm going to kick it to Ryan, uh, see how he's been doing, but also his thoughts on Big Ben retiring and the future of his franchise overall now that they are entering kind of the X-Files zone. So, Ryan, what, what's up with your franchise? Yeah, I think uh... – It'll be interesting to see. It's real sad. I'm glad uh, Brady let Big Ben have a couple days, maybe a day and a half, uh, to soak it in and get the uh, um, attention that he did and before announcing his retirement. And I think, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it could be Mason Rudolph. Like uh, I was reading an article with uh, Judy Schuster. Who's anybody also... going to be him? Do what? Does anybody, does like even Mason Rudolph believe he's going to be the starter next year? I don't believe so. I think yeah. uh, he's probably got a high school coaching gig he's probably yeah. going to take. Yeah. Um, or maybe the Auburn head coaching job. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see, man. We'll see what Russell Wilson does. We'll see what Aaron Rodgers does. Uh, those guys will be back with their teams next year. And. It'll be exciting. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, Pitt's become a tanking team. We never have. We'll see. So, if you were going to prioritize, like, say, top two to three offseason needs for Pittsburgh, like, what do they need to do going forward into the future? Oh, I think just it's a quarterback and offensive line, 100%. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of interesting with the with the post big big ben area is going to look like in in pittsburgh for you guys i still think uh if i'm betting money and i'm a betting man uh i think deshaun's your uh next quarterback i think uh as long as they can figure out money i'm not really sure what your guys cap situation is that's who i'm that's who i'm putting my money on to be your guys next quarterback i don't think russ is going there um be cool if he did of course don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, the stars are going to align for Deshaun somehow to get there. I think Texans are going to eventually let him do whatever he wants. Definitely and, not. Uh, uh, two two things that are up to you. We do have the money. That's what what's exciting because like mm-hmm. it makes it makes Rodgers and other uh, top guys like Deshaun, you know, uh, available to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't think Pittsburgh. Like I said in another podcast, uh, previous Football Fools podcast, double. Uh, sponsored to you by truly. <laughs> uh, no, but I think Deshaun Watson, I'd be, I'd welcome him. Uh, I'd be totally cool with him going to Pittsburgh, but I don't think they do that. We never sign guys uh, that are troubled. Uh, Want to try and, that again? Yeah. Like with issues, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't, well, that's, yeah. You signed LeGarrette Blunt, remember that? Yeah, for like a week, I think. And then he left. Was he? Was it because he was what you would call troubled? I mean, he had his issues, but there's a reason why <laughs> he wasn't there long. You know. Uh, well, and, I mean, it could have come to do with the rest. I, and I'm pretty I sure. Of, I'm pretty sure he didn't cost much either. Well, I kind of feel like Pittsburgh, uh, just like last year, and and Ryan called it, but I also feel like it was a thing that most people felt about them drafting Najee Harris. Um, their team that. I feel like they're more transparent about who they're going to draft. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh winds up with Pickett. Like, yeah. he, he's the Pittsburgh guy. Like, there's been speculation there. Uh, 
that like Mike Tomlin, like like Ryan said, it is not going to be about sucking. They're going to try to get right back into being competitive, and the like you can respect it because you like they had kind of uh, that that same respect for Big Ben where they weren't going to bring in a guy that could potentially take his job in the middle of the year, but now they're kind of free of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they find the quarterback. I would guess pick it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, this is the next guy we like. We're going to get him and we're going to start immediately off of here. So I I could see that in Pittsburgh's future. Well, my whole thing with that uh, is that everybody has the Broncos taking picket and that's assuming that they don't sign somebody else like Rodgers or Russ or whoever. Um, and I, I, I honestly full-heartedly believe that uh, Rodgers is coming to Denver, whatever, however biased you want to call me, Ryan. But, um, and I think that frees up you guys to either just get Pickett falling to you or trading up a couple spots to get him. So that, that's what I envision happening in the draft and like offseason. Um, so I, I can kind of see you guys getting Pickett. He's more of your guys' like, type of quarterback, like a tall dude. Pocket passer, you know, not really a runner, more traditional passer, and I think what it kind of. What Mason Rudolph should be? Slide. You don't watch oh, college? Yeah, he, he did the fake slide. I saw it. I saw it. Um, no, I, I totally agree with John. Uh, I, I've been saying pick it myself, uh, but two others have also uh, been brought up. Uh, there's three quarterbacks in the draft that matter, and it's uh, uh it well, could be it could be Corral, if I said his name right from Ole Miss. Yeah, Matt Corral. Correct. And uh, Malik Lewis, who uh, they have the who they have the Broncos. There's some mock drafts with the Broncos taking him at 13, and I'm with you. I think Rodgers could definitely go to Denver, uh, but man, those three quarterbacks are definitely. I don't think they're the greatest guys in the world, but I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Pickett or Corral. I, I'd take either one of those guys to uh, build be the next franchise guy. If I had a choice for the Broncos, and if it wasn't Rodgers, and we're drafting somebody, I'd rather it be Corral. Yeah, personally, yeah. So I, I think Corral is a better fit for Denver, and I think Pickett is a better fit for Pittsburgh. Just because, like that, the Pittsburgh division is all about the weather and having a strong enough arm. And like Pickett, even though he doesn't have like an elite arm, he has a bigger dude, um, and he's played college in that exact city, so they have a good sample size. So I, I think a team like Pittsburgh would probably lean more towards that because. It's just been proven to be really important in that division. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see where, where any of these guys go. And I think we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. But uh, I, I get any any closing stuff on the Steelers or the Big Ben retirement, or can we move into some of the other big guys? No, yeah, yeah so, so this was a big surprise to me. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you, and I appreciate this episode of our podcast being all about Pittsburgh. <laughs> for the first seven and a half minutes i appreciate it <laughs> exactly well uh let let's get into to the the local team here and talk about the broncos and that their new head coach hiring and and everything just gone on since, since the last time we've been on air so mm-hmm. justin overall how do you feel about hackett and just every that you can springboard it from there what do the broncos need to do in the off season and just thoughts on that yeah, um, I think I'm on record saying it was like maybe not last podcast, but two or maybe even three podcasts ago, like middle of like our, our season or whatever, we started doing this stuff again. Um, I said I wanted Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, you know, everybody said Dan Quinn. I said I didn't want Dan Quinn. I've already seen, seen what he can do. I said I wanted Nathaniel Hackett, assuming we're getting Rodgers. And it keeps it keeps looking like we're going to like we're going to sign Rodgers, man, just face off Hackett, and then we signed the quarterbacks coach as our offensive coordinator. So. I think the stars are aligning to get to get Rogers, and uh, I just keep watching stuff on like Broncos TV and stuff uh, about Hackett. And the more and more I watch him, the more I like him. He's just a really likable guy, um, friendly. Like he seems smart, and like when you look at back at Fangio, like what a wet sponge that dude was. Absolute like no personality, and uh, could have been a great defensive mastermind. Sure, didn't didn't translate in anything as a head coach. But I'm I'm more excited for Nathaniel Hackett, I think, just because he's the new up and comer that everybody's trying to get, you know. So overall, what would you say, like like I'd ask Ryan, the top two to three priorities for the Broncos offseason? Um, gotta go defense. Uh you gotta you gotta replace Vaughn, you gotta get some D end. 
Uh, obviously, QB would be number one. Uh, I should throw that first. If we're not drafting or getting someone, you know, some big free agent, quarterback's number one. Um, then I say you go linebacker and then D-line. I think it's all besides quarterback on the defensive side. Yeah, I, I agree with you because I, I think number one for Denver obviously has to be you have to secure the quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to figure out as soon as possible – if that's Rodgers, and if it's not, you have to be willing to go after one of the other quarterbacks on the trade market, or you have to be willing to take somebody who most likely there, there will be one of the top two quarterbacks there with the ninth pick. Yeah, You have to be willing to get the quarterback of the future and start something immediately because there's no point in hiring an offensive coach and all that. And then if Rodgers for whatever reason, I'm, Green Bay's a good team. Like he might wind up back there. I feel like that it might be over this time. But even if he does, like you can't just wait on that for another year. You yeah. have to move on, and you have to get with the next guy. You have to draft somebody and figure something out. But yeah, then after that, like you you kind of build out your defense where you traded off some players this year. And I I think like it worked out for everybody getting rid of Bond. Like you got a second and a third round pick for that. I and feel you like. Cleared up a lot of cap space. Yeah, I feel like that was a really smart deal, and it worked out for both teams. Uh, but you have to start going with the replacements for that. Um, overall, about Hackett, like I, I think he's a good coach. I think the I like the underlying ideas behind it. Even if we didn't get Rodgers, I think we had to go offense. You have you have to have somebody start to figure out that side of the ball because that's something Denver just for whatever reason is not committed to for five or six years. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I don't know if he'll be good or not, but I like the process that kind of led to him being hired overall. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, can't be disappointed about that. Let's uh, move into to Brady real quick. So we, a couple of our, our posts on the Football Fools were proven to be correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have very accurate sources on this show. Brady had not made his final decision on retirement. However, uh, he, he did go ahead and decide to take the year off. But, but let's get Ryan back on this. Uh, I, I'll just ask this question and get your answer, but then also you can talk about his career a little bit. Is Brady actually 100% done? And then beyond that, just thoughts on his career to this point. Yeah, so he he's done. He can't take a year off and then come back. He'll be nearly 50 years old uh other than that uh i got people sleep in this uh home but uh i can't miss you if you don't leave Uh, (laughs) so uh, he had a good career great career and uh he can't hurt me anymore so uh, (laughs) later brady (laughs) calling uh only pittsburgh games and he's gonna, he's gonna jinx you guys. He can't be worse than Collinsworth. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's true. But uh, no, Brady's the goat. Good for him, man. He did a lot. So, so just to to throw it out there, because it's some of the speculation from the sources of the football fools. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the after retiring for a year, Brady would have the right and basically be a free agent again if he wanted to sign with a different team, say like the 49ers. Like, but just like if there is some conspiracy theory where he knew the team that he was with had no chance of winning it the next year, and he stated he wanted to play until he's 45 years old, and he's a little bit short of that, you're saying there's no chance that Brady takes a year off, stays in really great shape, and then just sees what the landscape looks like and see if he can sign up one more time and try to do a one and done and get a title one more time. Pulls a gronk. I, I don't think so. I mainly because he can't use PEDs anymore. Not, not that he ever has. But <laughs> I, I mean, as a 40 year old athlete, you'd have to, or nearly in your mid forties. Yeah. Uh, he did. There's, there's no way he could keep up with these guys. And, uh, but he is Tom Brady. Who knows? What do I know? I'm Ryan Stein. But, I mean, check that a little bit. Like, he was one of the five best players in the NFL this season. Absolutely. Yep. And, he uh, had the league in passing yards and touchdowns, right? Yeah. yeah but he, four, but he's, only, he's only getting older. And I, I think if he comes back at 46, 47 years old after being off, like, there, there's, no, there's no practice, like, full game speed. So, 
And yeah. I, just don't, I just don't see that happening. So I would 100% agree with you almost any other time if it wasn't Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, right. you can I, I get that. For 10 years, we've been saying like, oh, not even 10 years, maybe like six years. But we we're like, oh, he's done. There's no way. This has got to be the year because they always start off like, you know, 0-4, and 0-2. And, and you're just like, this is it. This is it. He's done. And then he comes back and makes it to the Super Bowl somehow or makes it deep into the playoffs. And you're just like, well, I'm an idiot. Why did I ever count him out? And that's if there's anybody that's going to pull a Brett Favre better than Brett Favre did, it's got to be Tom Brady going to going to another team and coming back even better somehow after just like a year's vacation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just saying, put put him on this Niners team and pretend like they wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but if it is over, like, obviously, greatest player of all time, he has more championships than any individual franchise. Uh, the records are just off the charts. He kind of broke through every barrier you could imagine as far as how long guys could be a top competitor and one of the best at the sport. Uh, so I, I'm like, I can't be super objective on this. So I'm hoping that that's the scenario that plays out where maybe he comes back one more year. But if not, I, I feel like there's no argument that he's proven he's the best quarterback of all time. So uh, basically, real quick, because we don't have Mark here because he, he's trying to hire the next great coach for the Saints yeah. in the front office. But uh, lots of hours. But yeah, so Ron, what do you think of the Sean Payton retirement and about just the future of that franchise? Yeah, so I, I wish Mark was here to talk about it, but uh, I think he'll be back. He'll be in the NFL again. Um, Sean Payton's great. Dude, Sean Payton's great, great coach. Uh, yeah. The Saints, the Saints are in trouble. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a fan the next 10 years. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. They, there's not really much to say about the Saints, but Sean Payton will be back. He'll be somewhere. Maybe he'll – man, who knows? Uh, I'm trying to think of a team that you could use a head coach. Uh, well, no, obvious speculation, and everyone points them towards Dallas. Yeah. Like, and, but because, of, like, the thing – I kind of feel like Jerry Jones was willing to fire Mike McCarthy if he knew he was going to get Sean Payton. But then once he found out – that Sean was actually committed to retiring for the year that he was like, Oh, well, no, that was just speculation. We were totally with Mike the whole time, but we, we definitely didn't reach out and see if Sean Payton wanted to be our coach right away. Yeah. Definitely see Sean Payton in Dallas. I I like that. Yeah. That's the, any team would be lucky to have him as a coach, but that seems to be the, the, the glaring team that uh, everybody keeps pointing their fingers to is that in a year's time, Cowboys will have, uh, Sean Payton for whatever reason. So, um, if the shoe fits, I guess we'll see. Dude, did you guys? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Yeah, it, it, just to throw this out here, though, like at a certain point, your quarterback is going to matter, and Zach is a good quarterback. But if you're talking about Sean Payton, he won it with Drew Brees. Like, is he really going to sign up with Dak? Where if even we'll get into it here in a minute, but with the Super Bowl. You got Joe Burrow that's in his second year and has ascended a team that no one thought had any business whatsoever being in the Super Bowl. And then Matt Stafford, a guy that like, he's older, but he played for a joke of a franchise. And then his first year with the real team, he's in the Super Bowl. It's like, is Sean Payton really going to think he's able to elevate Dak to the Super Bowl? Or is he going to maybe see if, like, who knows, like if the Chargers do something else stupid? Like they might get rid of Daly, and then you have Justin Herbert and a really good roster. Like, yeah, I, I, Ooh, I, I, get, I get that Sean Payton makes sense to the Cowboys, but if I'm him and I'm, you're actually about winning a Super Bowl, I, I don't feel like that's the team you're going to get it at. Yeah, I actually kind of like that. Um, I feel like the Chargers are going to be Chargers, be the Chargers, and somehow mess up a good thing. But uh, I definitely understand what you're saying. That's actually kind of a that's a a sexy pick, if you will. Yeah, uh, their owner is a cheapo, so they they might not hire him. But like, I feel like it's been shown in college at this point, where like, if you want to be able to compete at the highest level, you just have to be willing to pay people in your franchise the most. Yeah, right? and, and, and like at a certain point, if Staley's not going to cut it, if you can't make the playoff with Herbert, like 
get a real coach in there. I guarantee you they're going to make the damn playoffs. Yeah, how much? I mean, how many, <laughs> how many quarterbacks would you say are better than Justin Herbert in the NFL? And that team just seems to fall short for yeah. whatever reason. It's got to be coaching. How many would you say, Ron? I think. Uh, what was? I'm sorry. I was. I was about to go on a uh, Herbert tangent. Uh, what was the question? So, if you were going to rank Herbert, just like potential and also performance, but where would you say he lies among quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Oh man, I I think he's he's got to be top seven. Yeah, I, I think. And yeah, I was I was thinking eight, a little more conservative, but like that's the top fourth, and like he's very young and has been very good his first two years. He's in the football yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I like the way he exactly. looks and just yeah. the way he, you know he's a pocket guy that slings it, and that's a great. He's, he's a great a, quarterback. He's got an absolute cannon. Yeah, and it's like it's it's really he's big too he's like six four isn't he yeah he's yeah he's massive he's, he's six six isn't he oh he's, six six yeah i was like it, i think i looked it up like a couple weeks ago for whatever reason and i was like yo that dude's way taller than i thought um so he's like you know every bit of an nfl quarterback and people slept on him just because he looks like a kid and went to kid. oregon yeah right exactly and uh i think he is in the in the conversation for now that all these quarterbacks are retiring ben and brady and Breeze and uh, the Mannings and stuff like that. He, I mean, like everybody keeps posting, and they're like the new generation of quarterbacks, and it's like Lamar and Pat and Joe and all those guys. Um, but he's definitely in the conversation. I mean, he's in, he's next in line, I would say, for like a huge co- uh, quarterback contract in the next couple him, of years. I'd take him over Lamar. I think he's twelve spots above Lamar. Yeah, well, yeah. I've been, I've been very vocal in saying I'm not a big Lamar fan, but everybody seems to jump on that dude's uh, coattails. So yeah, I mean, like he. He's a very unique player. Like I, I've said, Lamar is definitely one of the biggest playmakers in the entire league. But I don't don't think that anybody's proven that if that's your quarterback, that that's going to take you to the Super Bowl. So yeah. like, you, you, I feel like you still have to see something a little bit different. Like he's a special player, but like he would literally have to be able to do something no one's ever been able to do. He's before. a much better tasting hell. So. <laughs> hey, not to do a little plug or anything, but you got going back to Sean Payton. Did you guys see the movie Home Team on Netflix? Who who like plays him? Oh, uh, Kevin uh, Kevin James. Yeah, that's like the yeah. last person I felt that should have played Sean Payton. <laughs> I don't think Kevin James should be doing any kind of movies anymore, especially <laughs> playing such a historical NFL figure. Yeah, I, I, he should probably stick to Mall Cop. You know. Yeah, we could use twenty more of those movies. Said no one. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's pivot it into the only game we have left in the season, and kind of get everybody's thoughts. The Pro Bowl, uh, the the only not exhibition game left in the entire season. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl here, and like who we think is going to win, and just any random tidbits we have from that. Uh, so so Ryan, in this game, I. We know the team you've been on, you've been calling them, but also we're going to have to call you out a little bit here for being a terrible gambler. For (laughs) two months, Ryan has told everybody that the Rams are going to the Super Bowl and potentially winning the Super Bowl. Yes. And then as soon as they made it, I was like, that's awesome. So how much are you going to stand to win from the the Rams winning the Super Bowl? And he's like, oh, I didn't bet on it at all. Yeah, I, I was pretty disappointed in myself because uh, I got to ask the same question at work because I've been high on the Rams everywhere I go, even when Pittsburgh was in it and they're before the playoffs. And uh... you, you actually picked the Rams over Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl for our, <laughs> our postseason prediction. I did. Uh, <laughs> like, I think they're both there. You're like, who wins? And you're like, ah, the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm sticking with it. Uh, this game's going to be high scoring. Um, if, we're, if we're doing early predictions right now, I'll flat out say it right now. Uh, stay safe, bet the over, but it's going to be 45 17 Rams. What the hell? <laughs> all right, interesting. That's a first, not uh, a fun game at all. Then, is that your uh, foolish pick? It is my foolish pick, and, and I think it'll be a fun game. And I think uh, Burroughs, it's going to be a good game, and uh, but I, I, I think it's going to be high so. scoring, a little, a little bit of a blowout, but it'll be fun. I think, but yeah, I'm just fun. Ryan, who knows. 
You, what do you mean? You got your own segment on a, a the most successful podcast in the Westminster area of Colorado. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a little humble, humble brag. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's one thing I've known you over the years to be. It's humble for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, follow the Football Fools podcast or uh, Instagram, excuse me, Football Fools podcast Instagram to see more of Ryan shenanigans every week. Um, yeah, as far as Super Bowl, uh, I, I I think I unintentionally called it um, to whenever we did our uh, playoff prediction like three weeks ago, whatever it was, right? Well, four weeks ago, whatever before the playoff started, uh, we did our episode. It was um, I said Titans Packers. Obviously, I was way off but uh i did say if for whatever reason the Bengals were to beat the titans in this in that game that the Bengals would go to the super bowl and i did choose the titans first but i did say you know whoever came out of that game was going to the super bowl so i was half right i'm gonna give myself some credit so the Bengals are there um never would have seen it in a million years at the beginning of the season who could have no one no one would have except for joe burrow um but i, I i'm still gonna ride the Bengals. the Bengals on this one I know, I know, Ryan, uh, you're high on the Rams. I'm going to be high on the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow's it. And uh, I'm really excited to see the game. I think hey, it's going to be really uh, – I like up? I like and respect your pick, man. I wanted to go Bengals, but I can't because I've been riding the Rams for so long. I can't just jump off. So I got to, you know, try and be like an everything. Well, I'm able to yeah. jump off because I was wrong. So <laughs> I, I, I got to get out of jail free card. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is just like a, a fascinating matchup with the, the Bengals and the Rams and not not something anyone expected. So you have to appreciate that. Um, I feel like from the research I've done and stuff I've listened to, uh, I feel like that the advantages kind of lean towards, towards the Rams. However, it is just at the point where I would not want to bet against Burrow and just see see what's going to happen there. Like, where if, if you follow college two years ago, this exact thing ha- happened in college where it was a team you would never anticipate just rode all the way to the top and crushed everybody. And so, like, I, I'm kind of committed to not betting, like, a money line on the Super Bowl. I, I kind of will bet other stuff but not want to go in on that because I would just prefer to appreciate the game. But, like, I'm not betting against Burrow. Like, I, I think that this team has something special going on. And like, it, even if they're able to pull it off, it, it would probably be one of the teams where they're like, oh, we can't believe this happened. There's no way they won the Super Bowl. They didn't deserve it. But, like, that's why you play the games. Like, you're, you're able to to have your chance. And, and Cincinnati has proven that they can get through everybody already just way ahead of schedule. Uh it, it seems like it's going to be the Rams' time, but, like, I really want Cincinnati to win it, and so I'm going to kind of sit on that side of it for this one. I think it's a really good underdog story, too. I mean, how many people – if you were to say at the beginning of the year, <laughs> our uh, recording randomly shut off in the middle of me about to go on a, a, a obviously very accurate uh, point I'm about to make. Um, what I was saying um, – if anybody uh, conservatively, uh, sorry, how many how many years? If you'd ask everybody at the beginning of the year, like team by team, what would, how many years would you have said the Bengals are off from competing? It, I, I thought that it was ridiculous. They took Chase. Like I'll, I'll be, everybody, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, like most people won't be honest anymore. But I was like, you have to build up your line. Like Burrow got hurt in his first year because your line was terrible. Like. Kind of, kind of like the, the Cowboys analogy when they start off with Dak and yeah. they had a really good line. It's like build your lineup first and then worry about everything else. But, like, they just had some type of cheat code this year. They took Chase, and, like, I didn't expect him to be bad. Even, in like, in preseason, he got a lot of heat. I was buying, I was buying some of it, but, like, after seeing those guys in college, I still thought they'd be good. But it is just insane to think that they would be able to get all the way to the Super Bowl at this point, like yeah. you, you would think that they would be a team that go that wins six or seven games, and it's like, oh, that's an exciting potential playoff team for yeah. next year. But they're in the damn Super Bowl. So how, how how many years would you have thought they were off though? Like they would have to have two to three really good drafts. building years yeah. and drafts to be able to get there 
before this year, in my opinion. And here they are, and everybody, you know, at the beginning of the year was thinking that everybody, you know, is going to say Bills, even the Titans, Chiefs, obviously, even Chargers. And then some people might even say the Raiders with Waller and, you know, that nah. team healthy. Some people, man. You got Gruden until all that stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? But no one was thinking Bengals at all. Even with Joe Burrow coming back, no one knew what to expect. Uh, everybody was, you know, uh, expecting them to draft like Penny Sewell, uh, Slater that the Chargers took. And, and then they, they were thinking Browns and Ravens, too, to, that, for that yeah, division. Exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. Literally everybody out of that division but the Bengals would have been a better – uh, beginning of the year, like Super Bowl. Thing. Yeah. And here they are, biggest surprise in the NFL. And, and it's the lowest seeded Super Bowl in history. Um, uh, two four seeds. They were both four, the fourth seed going up against each other in the Super Bowl. So that's crazy in, in, in and of itself. But um, yeah, you know, I, I really hope after all this, they, they do it because it would make the Rams look foolish in the fact that they traded away, the, you know, everything for the next six years. They don't have a first round pick till 2024. Is it just four? Like yeah, it's two years from now, but they traded away everything to get this team to where it's at. And then you look at the Bengals, who have just done it through the draft, and that's ultimately what the Patriots have done their entire dynasty. You know, they've always just built through the draft. You know, signed to one guy or something like that. And the Bengals drafted everybody. I mean, besides their defense, like with Mike Hilton in the in, uh, in Von Bell and stuff, everybody's pretty much a home team, like a home a draft pick. So um, it's it's really impressive when you think about it that way. And uh, if they end up making it you know if they end up winning the super bowl it's it's kind of an unprecedented thing like you don't really see a lot of teams that do that and are such underdogs doing it so i just uh, I, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch and i really hope the Bengals end up pulling it off because i think it'd be good for football i like that i, I agree and their defense isn't bad dude and i, I want to go off on a safety i think uh eights is like the hopefully he gets his name out there because like he's the most underrated safety in the game we talked about that last year, even. Yeah. We brought that up last year when we were talking about free agency shit. Oh, sorry. Um, whatever. Um, sorry. and uh, yeah, we talked about that when we were bringing up free agency stuff last year, and they were talking about they decided to push off contract extension, um, talks with him, and yeah, he's one of the best safeties in the in the NFL. Super slept on, and then he goes and makes that might be one of the best safety duos in the NFL. Him and Von Bell. Von Bell was a first-round pick out of Ohio State, so, I mean, that shouldn't be, like, a surprise, even though he's been kind of disappointing up until this point. But Jesse Bates and him made the the game-winning play against K- Kansas City. Yeah, so, nice. he slept on, and if they win a Super Bowl, he's going to have to get paid. Otherwise, the Bengals uh, aren't faithful to their players, because that, that, that would be weird. That would be a weird thing to do. Well, the, you would think, like, it's the situation everybody talks about Burroughs in his second year. Yeah, they don't have to sign him to a new deal for two three, years for three more years. Yeah, technically, technically yeah, three technically. more years. But but like they're in a really good position now going into the future, knowing what they can do. That's so, what every team wants is a quarterback on a cheap contract. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, they're in a good spot. And if they can, I mean, shoot, if they lose and they go out, have to sign two players or something. Their bit one of their biggest signings was Trey Hendrickson from the Saints, and uh, he's been really good for them too. And I don't think enough people talk about their defense. And I think I hope after the Super Bowl, whether they win or lose, there's some you know give you got to give credit where credit is due. And I, I hope they get some you know obviously if they win they're going to, but if they lose I hope they get some as well. Well, I, I would say speaking of giving credit where credit's due, one of the things that you just previously touched on, I feel like the Rams have kind of proven at this point that draft picks are not essential. Yeah, at, at a you have to know what you're doing and you have to make the correct moves, but like they've geared everything towards the future. And now they're in their second Super Bowl in like four years or so. So at a certain point, we have to be able to say that the strategy that they're doing has proven to be correct because they've gotten themselves where they need to be. Like all you can ask for is a chance in the Super Bowl. And like, I, I was on this side of it myself, but if, if we're just saying that, at a certain point, they're going to pay for trading away all these picks. Like, if year after year we're saying that, but it's not happening, maybe they're ahead of the curve and they're doing something that other teams aren't doing aggressively enough. And since they're the, if, like, if 12 teams did it, it wouldn't be a huge advantage. But if they're still the only team willing to do this and they're making the Super Bowl every two years, like they've been proven right so far. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're literally what everybody does on Madden. They're a Madden creative team. You just like mm-hmm. trade away everything. You're like, I can trade away my first pick and get Von Miller. And you're like, what? I can get I can trade away a first round pick and get Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback in the NFL. And it's like really weird because it doesn't seem like it's possible, but they've done it. And if they don't end up winning the Super Bowl, it was all for not. Because next year, Von Miller's a free agent, and they very well could sign him, sure. I don't know how that would look like for money for them. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much longer they can afford Leonard Floyd. Uh, I don't know what Odell Beckham's contract looks like. So if, if they really don't do it right this year, then it was all for nothing, and they lost all those picks, and they will forever be that team that traded away all their first-round picks to get the Super Bowl team and to – to no avail, like to, to nothing, you know, for nothing. So um, it, it could be like what you just said. It could be uh, like a blueprint that no one's tried to follow, or it could be the biggest bust in, you know, and the recent NFL yeah. memory. So well, I, I would say even if you equated it to like, say the Broncos traded four first round picks and got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And you got to the Super Bowl, like, it gets hard to criticize at a certain point because if you get there and you have a chance, that's about all you can ask for. Like, sure, you you want to be able to win it all, but like, yeah. if you're able to do something just immediately that gives your team the shot, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like we have to sit, give them their credit and say that they're kind of being ingenuitive here and well, doing a path that no one else has done. Sean McVay is doing something different every single time. I think that's why the Rams love him and want wanted him, and why everybody tries to aspire to to hire someone like Sean McVay, but. You know, if it doesn't pay off, it doesn't. It obviously doesn't work. It's different. and It's working, but so did the read option. And it's, it's, I know it's a really weird like beeline to that, but the re, the read option worked really well for a couple of years because no one was doing it. And then you get Colin Kaepernick and RG three doing it, and then you figure it out, and then it, it's gone, and no one does it anymore. At least as a main part of their offense. So, sorry, I guess the connection I'm trying to make there is, yeah, he's doing something differently from everybody in the NFL. But if it doesn't work. It won't ever happen again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like if they go terrible for five years after, exactly. I mean, they'll, yeah, they'll run people away from it. If it ruins your franchise to get one ring or at least compete for one ring, and it ru- ruins your franchise for the next four, five, six years, then it's obviously not worth it. Yeah. In- unless you're like the Jags and you just want a freaking Super Bowl for one. For one. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's do this. I feel like we've kind of covered the Super Bowl wall for the most part, unless uh, Ryan, do you have anything else on it real quick? Yeah, just, I mean, real quick, it, it might keep it going, but I, I was just going to say I disagree with you. Uh, just a win-now mentality, because, I mean, the Rams were absolute trash for the last 15 Yeah. And I Like, the Eagles tried to do it when they, they had Vic and uh, Deshaun. Uh, God, a lot of dude, I figured they signed. But it was like, they tried to do the whole all-star thing uh, as well and uh, it's just a win now mentality and if they don't win they're they're gonna suck they have if they don't win now they're gonna suck for the next you know 15 years again uh maybe not 15 okay. but they have Sorry. to win now is what it is well don't you think everybody's in a win now mentality in the nfl short of the dolphins no because the draft is important in my opinion i think the draft's important it it's not it is because that way you're always competing you don't lose your picks and like you're not you know you can afford everyone. You can't afford these all-star teams. These all-star teams are only two, three years max, you know? So I agree with you, but I mean, literally the team you picked for the Super Bowl is doing the exact opposite. The Rams? Yeah. I mean, they don't have any picks. Like I said, they don't have a first round pick. They've traded away their first round picks for that, the last four years. That's what I mean. That, it's, a, it's their win now. <laughs> but you're win. saying the draft is important and then they're it, contradicting you exactly. They don't no. think the draft is important. They build a team through free agency or through trades. Yeah, yeah. They ha- they've had to. That's why they're here. But they're not going to have that team in a couple years or even next yeah. year. So what's more important to you, though? Win now and trade for people or build through the draft? I'd, ra- I'd rather be a Pittsburgh fan and just always be competing. I, I think it's very situational because if you would say with the Rams, they made that Super Bowl with Jared Goff and they didn't even lose that bad, but they knew that that wasn't going to happen again and that wasn't going to get them over their, the hump. So I, I do think it's very situational. Like 
some team like the Rams were a team where it's like we have to get a good quarterback no matter what it costs because we have a good enough team right now we can get there and have a chance. Uh, but but it's not always the case with everybody because if you think on the the team they're facing, Cincinnati were basically trash, but then they drafted a transcendent player. So it's like that's the thing that you can throw in that where it's like if you draft a transcendent player. It really doesn't matter what the hell else you do because you're going to give yourself a chance. But if you don't do that, I think there's a lot more strategy that comes into play, and it definitely pertains to the team you currently have deciding on how aggressive you're going to be about going forward or or taking your time to become to a build a team slowly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I think the Broncos have drafted a good team over the last couple of years, and I like what they've done in the draft. And I think we're just one player away. So um, I'm more just a quarterback away. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we swung and missed on quarterbacks in the past, but um, I I think the Broncos overall have drafted well. So I'm, I'm personally uh, a draft guy more than a, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's hard to say because I'm here. I am like, you know, rooting for us to pick up Rogers at free agency, but I like what we've done through the draft. It's situational. Yeah. 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 Well, you, Great, it, but I mean, because the, honestly, the Rams deserve credit for that too. Like, Cup. they haven't had r- very high draft picks, but it's like they got Acres, they got Jefferson. Like the ones they have used, they cashed into players that can help them right away. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're good at drafting, it doesn't. It, if you trade all your early picks away, like you'll still be able to get guys who contribute. So, like, it, and if you're not good at it like Jacksonville, you can be at the top every single year and you never improve a franchise because you don't, pick, or you don't pick the right player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, so ultimately, I think this, this argument will be decided, not decided, but at least it'll sway one way or the other after the Super Bowl's over. When you look at a team that's fully drafted, you know, 90% of their players, uh, as opposed to the Rams who have traded or, dra- or, uh, or signed free agents and, you know, well, I guess them more traded in the offseason. So I guess we'll kind of see. Because this is the perfect example of a team that's drafted almost all their players and a team that's traded for most of their star players. So yeah. I guess I guess we'll see, and then you can kind of pick after the Super Bowl and see what you know what pays the most. Um, yeah, yeah. So so let uh, we can kind of move off of the Super Bowl uh, for kind of the last thing, the last two things, real quick. Uh, as far as kind of like the the quarterback situation in this offseason, we, we can touch on this real quick, and then we'll talk about our upcoming guests. Uh, but before the quarterback situation this offseason, were people mentioning Watson and everything? Like, I get that he's a, a popular guy as far as, like, teams that don't have a good quarterback situation want to acquire him. But at this point, like, one of the things I'll kind of just say going forward into the offseason is, like, his cases are no further resolved right now than they were at the beginning of the season. And like, it's, it's not a certain thing that, that that's going to get worked out before next year. And so, a bunch of teams that are just kind of banking on him getting traded is like this is still going to be a limbo situation unless the courts get to a decision on his case really quickly. Because like, if it's still just like it is this year, for all we know, it's like it, it, he's just going to be on the Texans because they don't can't really line up a proper trade and no one's going to give up multiple first round picks if they think that the, the dude's never going to be available to play. Yeah. Well, last I saw, there was a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, um, positive, uh, you know, movement in his cases. Uh, last I saw, which was a cut, like, I don't know, it gotta be almost a month, three weeks ago, maybe it was that uh, 18 of his 22 allegation cases have been like settled or like wait, you know, uh, basically forgotten. It was the other four that he had to deal with. So um, I, I, I'm assuming he's just going to settle outside of court. The dude's worth $123 million, whatever it was. So I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. And I think by the beginning of the season, um, he'll have to pay up to get that stuff figured out or whatever and so he can at least play football and make more money. Um, so I, I think it'll be settled by the, by the, by the next season. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting, you know, we have to play that by ear. But, um, you know, it, considering or hoping everything goes well for him. Um, he's, you know, behind Aaron Rodgers, probably the most high profile free agent this, this off season. 
Um, you could argue that Russ is, but I mean, it's got to be Rodgers and Rodgers and Deshaun or Rodgers and Russ, right? Yep. Everybody keeps well, talking about Matt Ryan as a possible candidate for like you know teams. Um, I heard your I, name, your team thrown in it, Ryan, but I don't like that for anybody. I no, like I, I don't think we have Matt Ryan. I think uh, Deshaun could actually go to the Falcons, though. It's funny you say that. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that'd be he's cool. From, he's from Georgia, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah just, therapist down there. I've heard. Yeah, I was looking at, at a stats just now. Do you know the last well, back in twenty twenty and previously uh when he was playing dude his quarterback ratings for the year were 103 103 98 and 112 in 2020 wow yeah, like, yeah no, no one's he's a great player yeah no one's arguing that he's a great player you know yeah. um there, there's a reason that people keep talking about him can you imagine if like uh i don't, I don't even know i was like who's a who's a who's a below average quarterback in the league right now Kirk cousin there you go let's go in the, let's go in the pro bowl yeah, I was. I, yeah, I was like, Kirk Cousins is, is an above average quarterback. But it, let's go, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater had twenty two rape allegations against him. You think he'd even be in the conversation anywhere? Be people would even care about him? They'd be like, Yeah, that guy's out of the league and he's in jail, or uh, that yeah. guy's out of the league and no one cares. No one even remembers his name, you know. But Deshaun Watson, the reason people are talking about him and all of his uh, troubles is because he is such a good quarterback. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him for sure. And you know, whoever gets him will be lucky, hopefully, with his play. Um, you just got to be able to absorb that contract. So like a lot of people were saying saints and that's not happening. No matter what Mark does in the saints front office, um, they're a billion dollars over the cap and they're going to, they wouldn't be able to afford Deshaun Watson. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. How do we get on this Just quarterback topic? Was that it? Yeah. Oh, Ryan, uh, do you have anything to say? Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Stranahan single malt whiskey, Colorado born Rocky mountain, single cast cask, strength whiskey uh, make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast and follow our instagram please indeed uh let's let, uh move off of our our topics about about football and go into the podcast a little bit uh justin why don't you tell us about our guests coming up for the special super bowl week and just all the festivities we have planned in accordance. Yeah. So last week we promised to have uh, Ben Roethlisberger on the podcast to talk about his retirement and uh, what his in, his future endeavors would uh, entail. Um, unfortunately, due to, con- uh, to contracts and uh, time constraints, he wasn't able to show up on the podcast this week. So this next week on the Football Fools podcast, Double FP Football Fools podcast, we are going to have the greatest quarterback of all time, Ryan Leaf on the podcast. Just kidding. Woo. Next week we're gonna ne- shut up. Next week we're gonna have Tomothy Brady himself on the Football Fools podcast. Make sure you stay tuned and listen to the Football Fools podcast to hear the one and only greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, talk about his retirement. You heard it here first. Alleged retirement. Alleged retirement. We'll get it out of them, of course. We're great uh, interviewers, have great sources, and we will get to the bottom of Tom Brady's so-called retirement here on the Football Pulse Podcast. You heard it here first. Uh, Ryan, do you have any Ryan's buy-ins for the Super Bowl? I do. Uh, throw everything you got, the mortgage, all your loans. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> Michelle, the score touchdown. <laughs> just <laughs> just a touchdown, that's it? Hey, yeah. When- when the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, you know who the only touchdown scorer was? Michelle. <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> He's a big game player. If you're a if you're a uh, a fan of the Football Fools podcast, and there are at least twenty thousand of you that are based on our uh, polls and uh, viewership. Yep. Big delay here. Don't worry. Help me back. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <clears throat> if you're a big Football Fools podcast fan, and you like betting with us, which I assume most of you do, um, there is a good bet that we put in here this weekend. $2,500 with the Football Fools have put in together collectively. We put Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd, who was it? Shoot. Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle. And Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. Four-way touchdown parlay. Anytime touchdown parlay. If you guys want to win a billion dollars, 
All you have to put is a measly $10,000 into it. We put $2,500 to win a quarter of a million. If you want to follow suit, post your, uh, share your screenshots of your bet, your bet ticket on the Football Fools podcast, and we'll post it on our story so that everybody gets to see how big of a fool you are with us. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's the Football Fools buy-in this weekend. And also, you got Ryan's buy-ins. Uh, you can't go wrong with you. Yeah, so I like y'all make sure you get in on that and follow the Instagram page. Ryan, closing balls for you. Listen to Double FP Podcast, brought to you on Spotify. It's actually which, Anchor. Which you're probably already listening to on Spotify, but you get it. Tell your friends, tell your families. I, uh, I We appreciate it here at the Football Fools Podcast. Everybody that... Uh, the listens from the great state of Colorado all the way to even like Florida. We have lots of viewership everywhere. We appreciate all you guys listening and tuning in every single week or every other week whenever we decide to post. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at the Football Fools Podcast and uh, make sure you like and share all of our stuff. We do uh, have hundreds of views or thousands of views. Actually, we just found out on some videos. So um, John's going to start being a little more active on our Instagram, posting stuff weekly, daily, every other day, bi daily, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Ryan's going to post a reel every single week. And uh, as our highest unpaid intern, um, he's going to get a little more active on social media. So we will be picking it up based off of our viewership. And we're going crazy right now. So we hope you guys um, share it with your friends and, you know, where you got great inside sources. So we're always ahead of the curve as far as football news. So stay tuned every week on the Football Fools podcast. Uh, we will see you next week after the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, actually, really quick, before we do that, Super Bowl scores. Ryan, what, Ryan, what's your final score? You said it. I want to hear it again. I, I already said it earlier. Uh, 45-17 Rams. <laughs> okay. Don? 31-27 Bengal. Oh, wow, that's really weird. I was about to say almost the exact same thing. Um, to be different, I will say 31 21 Bengals. Okay. You heard it here first on the Football Fools podcast. 60% of us think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. But you guys have a good night. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening. And we will see you in one week after the Super Bowl. And uh, everybody have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Danger zone.